0: You're listening to The John Clark Cast. My name is John Clark. I'm a licensed counselor, a group practice owner, and a guide for therapists in private practice. I want to tell you about an exciting event coming up. It's the Get Seen Summit, uh, the first digital marketing summit for therapists coming to you live in person October 19th in Philadelphia. Uh, It's going to be me, Katie Keats May. Ernesto Segismundo and Uriah Guilford, teaching you how to become better digital marketers and take control of your digital marketing. And of course, without all the overwhelm, you can go to GetSceneSummit.com to grab your tickets now and tickets are limited. That's GetSceneSummit.com and I'll see you in October. Katie Keats May back on the show round hey. two.
1: Good to be here. Thank you.
0: I wish I had like a, I was thinking about this other night. I wish I had like, you know, in talk shows when they have like a big desk with a big microphone. And then I, yeah. would, I would like, you would have a, your own mug.
1: Oh, wait, I do have my own mug that has my logo on it. Really? But like not with me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I always wonder what they're drinking. I assume it's just like tap water. Because no, it always exactly. on on talk shows.
1: I think so. You
0: think in those mugs? Depends,
1: it depends on the person. You got to figure. Am I allowed to use like celebrities' names on this podcast? Yeah, like,
0: I don't. I don't, see, I don't. I don't think I have to pay them. <laughs> <him. laughs>
1: like Norm McDonald. Like you got to figure he's got some whiskey in his mug or something. You know, like there are certain people that.
0: <laughs> this is the first time I've thought of that. Well, um, I don't know if you saw this but um Elon Musk was recently on the Joe Rogan podcast and it made a big splash had like over 10 million views and they were they were drinking whiskey the whole time it's a little bit different cuz it's a podcast right but uh right. they were drinking whiskey and then um they Joe Rogan smokes a lot of weed and he was smoking a joint on the show and he handed it to Elon Musk and um Elon Musk you know he just like took it he was like oh sure why not like i don't smoke weed cuz i'm like just brilliant i don't have time <laughs> you know? like i don't have time yeah. to do drugs but uh smoked he like smoked a little joint and handed it back to him and then immediately the internet went nuts and like everyone was freaking out and questioning his um like his integrity and his ability to run businesses and all sorts of stuff but Whoa. You know. No,
1: that's wild. I didn't know about that. I did see in one of the circles that I'm in, someone was like, "What do you think about entrepreneurs who also smoke weed?" And they were like, "It doesn't matter. Like people do their thing, and that's okay." Yeah. So,
0: yeah, yeah, it's well, um, <laughs> but anyway, someday I'll have my own desk and live audience, and you know, and we'll have mugs, and you can let the production assistants know like weeks ahead of time what you want in your mug.
1: I love that. I feel like we can do that right at our summit. Like we can have mugs and we can drink whatever we want in those (laughs) mugs. So
0: they have to be, I like really large mugs. I just bought a really large coffee mug when I was in Portland. It's like my new thing.
1: I'm going to get you on for this thing. Like it's going to be really big.
0: (laughs) It's perfect.
1: The biggest.
0: I'm going to see you soon.
1: This is true. I'm so psyched. It's like what a month away.
0: October 19th 19th (laughs) I've been getting that wrong at times every time I tell my wife she's like when are you going to Philly I'm like October something mid-October October October 19th um no she won't she'll be doing something else she'll be out of town
1: oh that's a shame. She's prettier than you, so she should have. I come. know.
0: No. This is why I don't post too many pictures because I, I posted one on Facebook not long ago and everyone was like, oh my gosh, your wife's so pretty. Why don't you post more pictures of her? And I was like, because it takes the attention away from me. It
1: steals the spotlight for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it goes
0: against my business model. I get that. <laughs> and what goes with my business model is my cat meowing in the background like a madman.
1: I don't hear it, but I Good. wish I did.
0: Good. The audience will hear it. I. I guarantee it. it'll just be so faint
1: in a creepy way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't wait for this. So I also don't know how this really came to be other than kind of a joke. And then it got serious really fast. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that's exactly yeah. what happened that I've, you know, I don't remember the exact start, but it was around Uriah Guilford of their productive therapist. who yeah. said something and I said, we should we should meet at a summit and he mentioned another one that doesn't matter because it's not ours. I can't even remember what it was. And I was like, no, no, I mean like we should make a summit, like we should do this. And then it just happened. It snowballed into actually happening because that's what we do, right? We have ideas yeah. and then we make them happen.
0: That's exactly how it happened. And yeah, it's kind of, it. kind of hilarious and kind of amazing. <laughs> and then it just, yeah, it, it just took off kind of quickly. Um, and it's coming up around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I think two two reasons why I think um it's going to be it's going to have a lot of impact for, for therapists. Number one, I've I've always thought and kind of said the biggest question for most therapists is how am I going to get more clients? Mm-hmm. I, I still find in a lot of therapists that I work with, that's a primary question that keeps them up at night. Yeah you know,
1: that's like the question, that's right? the Question.
0: So it's yeah. that. And oh my gosh, how do I do it online and do it in, uh, in through, through the internet, a medium that is changing literally every day and who, how can I get help with this?
1: Right. Yeah. Well, the thing about that, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, number one is like, I I read so it was some post somewhere on Facebook. I'm not exactly sure where, but someone was saying, please tell me how to get more clients. I put a half page ad in our local newspaper and I did something else that was like something on paper and nothing is working. And I spent all this money on printing and everything else. And in my head, I'm like, I wonder if those things are even like super relevant in any area these days. Like, do they have the conversion rate that they used to? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that is like super important to me is I by nature I'm an introvert I don't like small talk I don't like going to big you know networking meetings I just feel like the little kid who wants to hide in the corner um, and so digital marketing is really important to me in that regard because I'm able to get my message out in front of an audience that actually wants to hear that message and I'm able to do it in a way that works for me when I can wear PJ pants at the same time so that's what works.
0: I, I literally we had this question uh, last week on the show where someone asked, um, what if I'm too like intimidated or too anxious to go into doctor's office offices and ask for clients? And my yeah. answer was don't freaking do it then. Yeah. <laughs> if that's not you, there's a hundred ways to market a practice. Mm-hmm. And that certainly doesn't have to be one of them for, for you.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, um, like the thing is, I feel like, and again, there's no right or wrong way. And I know mm-hmm. there are people that have successfully marketed using networking and making connections and things like that. But I feel like for a lot of people, it just becomes making a lot of nice friends who are therapists and not a lot of converting into clients, right? Like I'd rather spend my time directly putting myself in front of the people who need me rather than making friends with people who may refer overflow to me when when they have space available or don't have space available
0: most of the therapists that therapists network with have the same problems yeah they're they're looking for clients as well exactly um and they're they're often trying to figure it out and hoping that you'll refer me clients and i'm hoping that you'll refer me clients and um right yeah and then and then you end up with some really frustrated therapists so um yeah i mean i feel like it's uh I mean, it's it's a tremendous opportunity to at least get some some basic skills under your belt in terms of how mm-hmm. to how to market online and okay. how to understand how to understand what you're getting into. You know, I I kind of liken it to owning a car. You need to you need to at least know generally the parts of a car so that when you take it into the shop, you don't get completely ripped off.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. want to know what you're doing so that when you delegate it, you know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and
0: what something is worth to you. You know what I mean? That's the other part. Um, well, you and I, let's see, last time you're on, we talked mostly about groups, course, creation. Course, we- course creation. Yeah. 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 Almost entirely. And, um, yeah. I'm just, I'm like, I live for Google in a way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I should have a Google mug because most of what, a lot of what I talk about is Google. And <laughs> when people ask, right. you know, teaching people about building practice, that's usually the place that I start. I caught myself saying this the other day, I think yesterday to someone. And I said, well, um, the truth is right now, um, Facebook ads are are in a way more affordable than ever and certainly have become quickly like all kind of all of a sudden a bit more affordable than Google AdWords. Yeah. And I think there's probably reasons for this, but again, it's, it's a real opportunity with the platform right now.
1: I would agree with that. I mean, and we've talked before about how people use them in different ways and so there's value in both of them. Um, and so, yeah, while you live for Google, I live for Facebook <laughs> and the benefits that come with that. I want my Facebook mug. No, yeah, I, don't. I,
0: don't I have like one it. of those actually. I have one right here. <laughs> you around do? Me. Yeah, my <laughs> wife used to work there. I have all sorts of Facebook oh,
1: that's super cool.
0: gear. I have a Facebook backpack. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> and I wear it. I'm like wearing it and people ask me if I work at Facebook and I don't. So I just look like a nerd. I look like I went to a Facebook store and just bought a backpack. It's like and
1: you're anti Facebook. No, you're not. But
0: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm primarily Google and then I'm Facebook. But um, so and this morning a question came up of like, well, I've boosted a post over and over again and I haven't gotten any clients from it. Yeah. How do you answer that why. question?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is like the big question, and I'm going to be talking about this in detail at the Get Scene Summit, which, side note, I'm excited to hear you talk about Google because your company does my ads, but I want to learn a little bit more about behind the scenes, so I'm excited about that. But in terms of somebody who's boosting posts or even um, creating ads to, to posts or to landing pages or whatever... It, one of the reasons that it doesn't work is because it's it's just a piece of the whole funnel. So when we talk about a funnel in terms of online marketing, we're talking about the different pieces that bring people through the, the potential client journey into becoming a client for us. So you know whatever kind of posts that you're creating online, typically it's top of the funnel content. It's something that inspires or entertains or educates in some way, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's where we're making that connection with our clients to build that you know marketing term no like and trust factor to to build the awareness of our brand and what we're doing. But it's not necessarily designed for client acquisition, and that's why it's important for what I'm going to teach up at, at the Get Seen Summit is my three tier Facebook strategy to not only connect with them at the top. Of the funnel, but talk about the ways that we we begin to collect their contact information to nurture them, whether that be an email list, whether it be um, directly sending them to a landing page to collect contact information for interest, and you know all of the different ways that that we move them through the funnel to actually bring them in as a client and cash in on all of our efforts in marketing.
0: So it's really boosting a post is um, it's an incomplete part of. the the platform overall. Right. But it's also kind of Facebook's way of getting you to spend a little bit of money in hopes that you kind of dig deeper, learn the full platform. Um, and, and for AdWords Express, it's the same exact way. It's, it's a dulled down version. It's just one element, you know, or a couple elements of the platform, um, to get you to spend a little bit of, of money and maybe see a little something in return that, that takes you kind of deeper into the platform.
1: Exactly. And sometimes it works. Like sometimes boosting a post can get you a new client. I'm not going to say that it never works, but it is, it's only a piece of the whole picture. So it's not, if it's not working for you, it's because it's not the full strategy playing out.
0: And and therapists want, I think sometimes therapists, we want a quick answer. So there's, you know, you see someone in a Facebook group going, well, how'd you build your practice? Well, I boosted a post and it worked. They might right. be that person where they got two clients for $20 or whatever, and that's great. But there's a lot that, there's just so many variables, right? And we can't, it's just not simply a like, yes, it works or no, it doesn't work kind of answer.
1: Right, exactly. And there's, you know, so many, I guess so many pieces of the strategy that go into it. Like you you hear, well, I boosted a post and it worked. So then someone else writes a little like, you know, Three sentence post that says I'm now accepting new clients. Call me at this number and boosts it. And of course, that doesn't work because it doesn't look the same as the the carefully crafted message that someone else may have boosted to call in new clients. So there's there's a lot to think
0: about. Yeah. So where where do you start with a therapist who wants to learn to use the platform successfully for their private practice. And, and last time we did talk mostly about course creation. Um, and in that regard, your your Facebook ads and your funnel is going to look quite a bit different than exactly. promoting your brick and mortar practice. So where where do you begin?
1: So I think I would begin in probably some of the same place that you would begin with, with your clients and, and what you do to help therapists is really helping them craft their core message and their brand to figure out who am I speaking to right now? You know, what what is my message? What am what do I want to share? And starting to think about some of the ways that they can position themselves as the expert through their messaging, meaning sharing teaching content, sharing inspirational content, educating their community, really sharing that they know what they're talking about and kind of helping people in a high-level way so that they can begin to cultivate an online brand where people know who they are, who they help, and what they talk about. Um, and that being the first step. If we're not clear on who we help and how we help them the rest of it is going to fall flat like if we don't know what we're offering or the outcome or result that we're providing for our clients and we're just you know re what is it like sharing or reposting Brene Brown quotes that we're we're not we're not solidifying a brand that's going to speak to our ideal clients
0: that's literally the example I use uh, when I when I'm helping therapists and, and even just thinking about content or the purpose of it or what mm-hmm. they're doing with their Facebook business page and they're frustrated because they shared five Brene Brown quotes yeah. in a single day and nothing happened.
1: <laughs> so, and I always tell the therapists that I work with, if you look over your past five um, posts and more than one of them is someone else's content, then. I don't want to say you're doing it wrong, but you're not positioning yourself as the expert. You're that's, you're basically a curating other people's stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're promoting other people's stuff. It's the same it with, um, and obviously here I am thinking, making it about Google. Um, <laughs> When therapists have an entire page that has Brene Brown quotes that link to her TED Talk, you're basically telling Google, "Hey, my site's not important. Go to, go to Brene Brown's site because that's more important." And yes, your site's not as important as hers, but you don't want to send your hard-earned traffic away.
1: Exactly, and so it is. It is the same as that, and not to say that other people's stuff isn't valuable because I do find value in you know connecting your audience to, to resources like that. But the goal of any of that top of the funnel um, positioning and awareness and connecting with your audience is to bring them to the next step of either getting them back to your website so you can uh, pixel them and retarget them, which is something we'll talk about at Get Seen, mm-hmm. getting them onto your email list so you can nurture them that way, um, getting them to a landing page to learn more information about a group or a workshop or offering. So it's always about bringing them to that next step and not about them clicking over to watch someone else's TED talk. Because that's, you know, I'm doing the work to get them to my page because I. I believe that i'm the one who can help them in my local area um not some expert who's in idaho or somewhere else that's not even near them mm-hmm.
0: yeah so getting clear in your brand, getting clear in your message um and getting clear in your goal for the facebook ads and and kind of working backwards from there right
1: right exactly mm-hmm. um should I keep talking today? Yeah, what happens next? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the times I'll say top of the funnel content is something that educate your, ed, the, educates or inspires. And then the next, like the middle of the funnel, the part when you start to bring them in, that's when you either want them to click over to your website. And it might be like clicking over to a blog post that you created about a certain topic. Um, it might be going to a landing page to opt into your email list, which I know you as well are such a big proponent of the mm-hmm. email list for therapists. Yep, it was one of totally. the first things I did to start my practice. Um, with my Facebook page. So getting, collecting their contact information or um, collecting their information in some way so that you can nurture that relationship or follow up with some kind of retargeting.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, again, there's there are different things you can do with any sort of paid advertising. And if you're gonna pay for more traffic through through any medium, you want to have a couple options for them, right? So uh, with without a lead magnet or, or uh, opportunity to subscribe to your email list, it's just mm-hmm. I show up to your website and I either become a paying client or nothing. Yeah. And that's a missed yeah. nice opportunity.
1: I would agree with that. And that's where... Pixeling, having a Facebook pixel on your website can become so powerful. I don't know if there's anything like this for Google, but I can have people show up on a certain page on my website. And if they don't complete a contact form or if they don't opt into something, they can act when they're back on the Facebook platform, there can actually be an ad that says, like, hey, are you still interested in my team support group? Like, click here to learn more. Or, oops, looks like you, you know, left this page. Is there something else you want to learn? I'm making these things up. They're not my exact ads that I have but the idea of them is recapturing their attention if they've clicked off let's say you know they they clicked over to look at something but then their kid called them and said I have a splinter in my foot I need you to come immediately and then they clicked away and forgot about it it's a way of recapturing their attention to bring them back into the funnel
0: it's it's really um yeah it's the same effect of if you're looking at buying a pair of shoes and they're then you see them show up you know on your facebook feed or whatever um uh, Facebook knows and, and yeah, you can, you can do retargeting with Google as well. Um, yeah. So Facebook knows you're thinking about a purchase and mm-hmm. presenting you with another opportunity to make that purchase.
1: Right. Yeah. And isn't the marketing research is like, you need to see something seven times before you act on it. Something so people, like that. uh, that's like the old standard. I don't know if it's still exactly the same, but I have had people who have called with interest in something or opted into my email list and then filled out a form for a group. And then like three or four, interest points later they become a client for four more years so you know sometimes people need a little bit of nurturing I think that's something going back to your point of like therapists wanting things to happen quickly like that did you say that on this or before this I don't remember <laughs> uh, but yeah therapists wanting things to happen quickly yeah, like we yeah. we're we're Motivated to fill our practice with clients, so we want it to happen fast because it benefits us. But sometimes it takes a little bit of nurturing for us to for them to feel ready to trust us, to feel like they can take action on their vulnerability.
0: Totally, totally. So let's say we've gone through the steps so far. We've got a really great, clear brand. We've got a strong <laughs> message, a great website, and let's say we have maybe specific services within our site that we want to promote. So so we uh, are doing EMDR within our practice and we want to, um, we want to promote that through Facebook ads. Um, what happens next? And, and I guess the other question I have is how do you, um, how do you know who to get in front of once you, once you start looking into the demographics and the targeting for your Facebook ads? Let's say if we were trying to get EMDR clients, for example.
1: Oh, this is a big question and I have a few answers. So I'll try and answer it as, concretely as I can with all the different ideas that I have in my head. (laughs) Okay, so one of the ways that you can get really clear on how you know who to get in front of and how you know which hook or message within that that service is going to draw them in is with something that I call flash testing. I've done this with several clients that I've worked with for, you know, Facebook ads and coaching, and it works really, really well is that we, we kind of flesh out all the different parts of what a service might be able to offer. And we test out that message in a, and an ad to a, several different audiences to see which one responds better. And then we go full force ahead with the one that has the best response and we use that hook and we use that audience and we're able to fill things quickly. So that's like a really general way of talking about how I do a lot of split testing in a, mm-hmm. like a three day period to figure out who's going to respond the best. Um, does that answer part of it? I have more, but yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's the other part is it being a bit methodical about setting up something like this and being willing to, um, test things before you commit to a certain, a certain ad or certain ad copy, et cetera. And of course, we do the same thing with AdWords. We test a lot of different headlines and ad copy against one another because we just don't know how humans are going to behave exactly. Right. Right? Or even, even if a, we know that certain ad copy performs really well in Chicago, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it might perform a bit differently in Philadelphia. So we have to test it out um, basically wherever we go.
1: Exactly. And I think that's a really important point to highlight because I often come up against people who are like, well, like my Facebook ad didn't work, so therefore Facebook ads don't work. Totally.
0: For- Same thing with AdWords. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's kind of, and I hear your frustration is also my frustration <laughs> is like that it does take some testing, it takes some tweaking, it takes some figuring out what works in your area with your population, which emotional hook or, you know, pain point is going to draw them in and want them to to take action or learn more. And so, I mean, the scary part for therapists is that with that testing comes spending money.
0: money, Yeah.
1: But I think that ultimately it, it's so helpful because once you dial in on that audience and what they want and need, you can leverage that to scale. And so that's why, like I say, I can fill a group in a week. I do it all the time because I know exactly what my audience wants. I know exactly how to talk to them. I know exactly what targets to use on Facebook and it works for me, Um, but it took some trial and error to get there. Like Mm -hmm. if you saw my ad spend on Facebook over the past five years, it's like, it's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but you know, and so my trial and error can help you, but there's also some trial Mm -hmm. and error and tweaking and testing to figure out what's going to work for your audience. Mm -hmm.
0: So let's say you're promoting in in, in any part of your practice in a certain area. Let's say Chicago, for example, how do you decide who to target then?
1: So you really want to know your audience. Um, so let's say you wanted to target Let's say you were running a group for, can I just go with teens because I work with Mm. teens? That makes it easy for me. You'd really, again, if you're working with kids or teens, you want to be speaking to the decision maker. You're not marketing to the teenager themselves. So on Facebook, there's really clear ways to figure out. um, It's like it's it's in there. It's listed. Mm. You can target to parents of 13 to 18-year-olds. You can target to parents of 18 to 26-year-olds. You can target to um, different job descriptions. Like I target to therapists often when I'm doing my consulting practice, you can target to baby boomers. Like there are many different targeting options within there. And then you can layer in different interests. Let's say that they read certain books. Let's say that they follow certain, I don't know, coaches or Dave Ramsey for financial advice, or I'm just making things up, but like Mm -hmm. you need to know who your audience is, what they like, who they follow a rule of thumb that I like to tell people is you want to target the problem, not the person. So just because your person watches Oprah and goes to, um, Jenny Craig doesn't mean that they're also going to come to your parenting group. If mm-hmm. you know, those things have nothing to do with parenting. So you want to focus on what the problem is that your service is solving or addressing.
0: Got it. And then, uh- What's the process like for maybe refining the audience over time? Is there do you do testing within that that variable as well?
1: So, sorry, I'm pausing to process. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always refining and I'm always testing. One of the the best ways that I've seen to really refine an audience and to scale it is by collecting email addresses because you can actually use your email list to target to them or to people that are like them. Um, and so that's why, you know, another reason that it's so valuable to collect those emails and to, to have an email list because it's, it's your best sample of people who are actually interested yeah, in what you, you already
0: have know they're answer. interested. Exactly. They like you, they want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, a, that's a huge opportunity for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean that, and that's, I think, again, going back to the power of list building, even if it's a small list, I mean, I hear a lot of therapists going, well, but my list only has a hundred people or whatever, 75 people or 200 people. Um, even a small email list can still be meaningful, uh, for a number of reasons, not only engaging the list directly through email marketing, but something like, um, retargeting or using them as part of your, your audience for something like Facebook ads, especially when you have a new offering or a new clinician or a new group to promote, um, people don't always check their email, right? So you have an opportunity to get in front of them knowing that they are absolutely on, you know, on, on Facebook and you can, um, you know, you can pay a little bit of money to, to make sure that your offering gets in front of them.
1: Right. And the way that I like to do it is to layer it. Like not only do I say what's happening in our email list and I send an email weekly and more when we're trying to fill a service or when we're trying to fill up a new therapist at the practice. Um, So I will send out emails. I'll also create ads that go directly to people that are on the email list. I create ads to our community. I create like Layered ads where if someone watches a video or three or 10 seconds of a video, they see another ad that brings them into another part of the funnel. So there are really awesome ways to kind of surround the people, potential clients in your community with opportunities for support um, at different dynamic pieces of of what they're doing online.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, What else? So let's talk about the algorithm for Facebook
1: okay yeah so (laughs) um where do I want to start with this okay so the function of Facebook is different than Google as you know when people are on Google they are searching for something it's a search engine right so Mm -hmm. they seek something out and then I don't know how Google stuff works but my assumption is then they like whatever AdWords I'm paying for I show up higher in the search engine Mm -hmm. is that right yeah they're
0: trying to yeah they're they're customer experience is basically taking very specific um, uh, searches to give you very specific results. So if I'm looking for, um, I don't know, something as specific as like more of these yellow guitar picks that I have in my hand and I put that into Google, then Google wants to take me precisely to what I'm looking for. They basically want to remove um, any steps in between, right? So... Yeah. And they're trying to provide that that is the best possible kind of consumer experience that a Google customer can have. And even though you know, right. use that word just so you can under so people can understand what Google is, is aiming to do, which is to to show you exactly what you are looking for as the customer, even though you're not paying every time you go to Google as a consumer and type yeah. in whatever you type in.
1: And I like that you use the word customer for Google because that really contrasts with the Facebook user experience. Mm -hmm. So Facebook favors the person who is on their platform to be entertained, to be inspired, to connect with and create Mm -hmm. community with
0: other engagement.
1: Exactly. So they're not looking to, they don't really want you to sell to people. I mean, they want you to create ads because that's how they make money. But it's, you know, that's not what the native experience is about. They also want you to use their platform natively that's why they put facebook live in place you know they wanted to compete with youtube and they wanted to have more videos so they you know when you are sharing things on facebook facebook the facebook algorithm will favor if you use their platform natively uploading your video or using facebook live stream rather than putting a link to a youtube video so they're going to push that or or totally
0: repurposing right
1: exactly they want you to play by their rules they want you to Mm -hmm. use their platform
0: it's a different um uh, I've become a big Gary V fan recently. Do you like him yeah. at all? Or you follow yeah. him at all?
1: No, I followed him a lot in the past. I don't follow many people at all anymore. I just that follow was my,
0: a, that was a really ambivalent. Yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like-
1: okay. So there was like a specific point when my, <laughs> when my interest in Gary V um, decreased, do you know, Hassan Manad, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a, there was a podcast with the two of them and like, Gary's interactive behavior with Hassan just kind of turned me off a little bit, but Man. but I love Gary. Don't Gary, don't watch this. Cut him out, <laughs>
0: <huh>? Oh, he's <laughs> definitely gonna watch this. <laughs> it's <laughs> you're, it's uh, yeah, bad news. He's gonna watch this. No, it's funny because I um, and I I resisted him heavily for some time because. You know, he's just kind of loud and can be kind of crude and whatever. And um, I just assumed he was a gimmicky digital marketer or whatever. And I, I, I think that's far from the truth. Like, I think he genuinely cares. I think he's thinking steps and steps and steps ahead of the entire social media game and of the industry. And he said over nine years ago that social media would be a major driver for basically any kind of business right around this the day that we right. are in today. And he was absolutely right. I showed uh, I showed my sister his Instagram just as an example of like the kind of content he creates and stuff. And she was just immediately turned off by it. She was immediately like, I don't think I'm gonna like this. You know, this is- Yeah, that's how my
1: husband is here. He's, like, oh.
0: so he's like yelling yeah. at someone and cursing a lot. And I'm like, that's, that's fine. But the point is like, he, know, he, he knows a lot about the rules of social media and how to create engagement. And also he will talk a lot about, you know, people will come up to him and be like, oh, I have, you know, 10,000 followers on Instagram. Why am I not, why is my business not going better? And he always goes back to engagement and also knowing right. kind of the rules of each platform. So exactly. don't show up to the Facebook party playing the rules of the Instagram party. Then he uses right. that analogy that it's like a different party entirely or LinkedIn or Twitter. So you have to know the rules of engagement for that party and plan your content accordingly and understand what engagement looks like on, on each platform. And, and that's a lot to take in. I think, especially for, for therapists is like, um, yeah. it's exhausting you know, to learn the different platforms, but, um, but you, well, don't, you don't have to learn them all.
1: No, I was just going to say, I think being really good at one is better than trying to show yourself across all of them. Like you were, I was joking before we came on that I don't know how to use Skype. And I was like, I don't get this. I don't like it. (laughs) But like, I know a lot about Facebook and I mean, you don't need to Skype for marketing, but the point being like, I think if you can get really good and really visible in one place and the place where your clients are like hanging out, so to speak, then it's going to serve you better than trying to water yourself down across all of the platforms and just use them a little bit.
0: I think you and I have a lot more common philosophies than we realize because my audience on. is probably laughing because I think even in a recent episode, I was like, I, I was trying to distill, um, uh, social media strategy for therapists and this, yeah. and I just suggest focus on two platforms, just learn those really well. Um, and it doesn't mean you'll use them forever that you have to be married to them or whatever. But, um, get focused on a couple of them that kind of lend to your strengths or that you feel like you can understand or that you enjoy using. um, And then make a decision as to, is this going to be part of my overall strategy for the marketing of my practice?
1: Right. Two things. Number one, can I marry Facebook? Is that an option?
0: I can ask. I mean, (laughs) I know, I know some people there.
1: You have some connections. You have a backpack. I mean, if I can
0: marry Google, I need to be wearing a Google backpack. I don't know what I'm doing.
1: (laughs) And then number two, one of the things that that I teach um, the therapists that I work with in my course creation mastermind is about social listening. And I think it's a really important piece of any kind of social media marketing is that we as therapists... We want to learn like we want to learn the rules and then we want to follow the rules. But a lot of social media marketing is about being able to listen to your audience and being able to respond in the ways that mm. that audience is telling you what they want or what they need. So, for example, looking at like what posts on your page get the most engagement in terms of likes, in terms of comments or shares. I mean, I know some That's service huge. are like, I'm not getting anything. I'm getting crickets. So yeah, yeah. then they need a little bit support, get a little bit of support getting started. But I I that it's important like we as therapists use these skills in our sessions to be empathic to listen to notice gestures and facial expressions and we need to be able to tune in to how our our audience in the online space is communicating with us so we can give them more of those things
0: even even looking at you know different engagement in your posts is a form of testing in a way as well i feel like yeah. you know again some therapists hear that word or split testing and they're like that sounds overwhelming i don't know how to do that um that's a form of testing as well Is just looking at what kinds of posts, like let's say you've created five different kinds of posts on mm-hmm. Facebook and um, yeah. And just going through and seeing which one got engagement and just taking note right. of that. Cause all, all of a sudden you realize, wow, that's working for my audience.
1: Right. Right. And you can do it the opposite way too. You can listen in your sessions to the themes that are coming up each week, each day and, think like, oh, these are things that are relevant, that are timely, that I can start talking about on social media. You know, for example, I work with teens. It's all about the start of the school year and the stress and the transition. Like those are are norms across your community. They're not just happening in your six sessions per day. So start talking about them and it's going to be relevant to a larger audience.
0: Such a rich source of information that we often don't even think about.
1: Wait, can I share too? I can share. I don't need your permission. I'm going to share.
0: You may share. (laughs)
1: Um, So one of the things that I'm doing for Get Seen, because what I'll be talking a lot about is Facebook and Facebook ads and retargeting. And so some of those things I'll be able to talk about in detail and provide information and a process for. But what was kind of eating me up a little bit is that I really want therapists to be able to know how to use the dashboard of creating the ads so that they, they can feel empowered to do it themselves. So I decided that anyone who signs up for get seen is also going to get a version of the, the concepts that I'm talking about in online form with screen share tutorials for how to create those ads.
0: Do I count as yes. a participant? Yes.
1: <laughs> Only if I get a mug and a backpack. You no. got it. I'm,
0: it's going to be used, but, uh, you know, Ew. No. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Yeah, I love that, um, man. Well, now I'm excited. I'm excited to be a participant. I'm going <laughs> to ask a lot of questions too. I'm going to be like that okay. in, that that eager student in the front, just ask like just popping my hand up every few sentences, and you're going to have to go. Can Can you wait? <laughs> Yes. So
1: that's me. Like at any training, when I go with any part of my team, I'm always the one that's like, um, excuse me, I have a question or a statement or something to say about this. Everything. <laughs> I'm that annoying person.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you get the information you came for. I bet. Yes, I do. You get your money's worth. <laughs> I do um, for
1: sure.
0: Should we talk about the event a little bit more?
1: Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. My, what are
0: we <laughs> my, my whole thing is like, if you can do a few things, if you can, if you can crush it on Google, and I'm going to talk a lot about that at at the event. Uh, basically, what I consider the three pillars of Google: so Google AdWords, Google My Business listing. So basically, the map view, what you see there, and then yeah. organic SEO. If you can crush it on all three of those things, you're not going to be worrying about empty slots in your calendar. If you have a good grasp on the moving parts within each of those sections of Google, and if you're winning at each three of those each each of those sections. Um, you're going to be in good shape. You're going to have a business that's full. You're going to have clinicians that are happy and full and you're going to feel more more in control of your business. Um, It it doesn't stop there though. Right. So, um, Mm -hmm. and again, like I said, I think with Facebook ads being more affordable than ever, it's a real opportunity right now for therapists to, to get their toes wet. And that, um, it's just a weird analogy, um, in that, that platform and coming to the event is a good time to, um, to do just that and to do it with some help, with some in-person help, with people who are learning it with you, um, where you can ask questions. You can be that person in the front raising your hand. And yeah. then the, the other two parts are um, getting, getting your message across in the form of great video so our friend Ernesto is going to be there giving a talk on that. So having a clear message, getting it across on video, whether that's a promotional video, um, like a high-end video on your homepage, or video blogging, or um, you know creating content or content marketing through video. And yeah. then let's assume you are marketing really well and you up your digital marketing game. You are going to have, you're going to have to scale with your business and you're going to need... Help doing that. You're going to need to have good systems, and you're going to need to have good people, um, and good admin help. So Uri is going to tackle that part for us. So I feel like it's going to be a wonderful little medley of of uh, of music playing. Well, I think all it's those gonna areas.
1: be yeah it's gonna be the whole orchestra it's gonna be everything that you need and here's the thing that you know I think about when I think about what we're offering it's comprehensive it's getting the the Google ads piece and the Google visibility it's getting the Facebook ads and the Facebook visibility it's branding yourself as a therapist you know mm-hmm. connecting to your audience using video marketing that Ernesto does so well and then having the support team to put all of the pieces together for you Um I had a couple of therapists ask me earlier today, like, you've grown, so they're local, and they were like, you've grown so much this year, how did you do it? How did you go from being a private practitioner to having a group practice of nine clinicians, private pay, 12 groups, like the whole deal, in in a year's span? And I said it was with good digital marketing, like I had a good strategy, and so... You know, those therapists that that want to learn how to get the cash pay clients that are motivated, that are invested, that are ready to work with them. It's because using digital marketing at least allowed me to position myself as an expert and and have a specialty and a niche that wasn't just another name on a list of therapists that they could call. Like it was that they needed to call me or my center because we did this thing that they needed.
0: Totally. Um, I can't wait. Gonna it's be gonna fun. be
1: awesome also like there's a little bit of irony in the fact that it's a digital marketing summit but it's in person and I think that's really cool but, like,
0: I never thought of that <laughs> yeah and then all these people ironic. are posting and they're like there's gonna be recording right it's gonna be live stream right and we're like uh like,
1: no. no you
0: gotta show up <laughs>
1: well and there's a there's a reason for that and it's because yeah. of the energy of totally. what's gonna happen in that totally. room like when you can show up in that way it changes things in a way that just you know watching it on a screen cannot
0: Going deeper with your learning, I feel like is going to be a big part of it um, yeah. for everyone. And and because it can be an anxiety producing topic, being able to be there in the room and yeah. learn it with people who are learning it with you and being able to ask questions on the spot or open your laptop yeah. and start playing around with some of this stuff. Like, um, yeah, it's just. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's one, there's one thing to be said for, and I love a webinar, like having a webinar where hundreds of people can show up and learn something. Mm -hmm. But when you have a specific question or something, you need troubleshooted the, the ability to interact on a person to person level for me to, you know, go over to, to Connie and say like, well, let's look at what's going on and let me help, you know, give you some personal feedback on that is way more powerful and, and helpful. Yeah.
0: I'm also stoked that it's in Philadelphia. I love Philly and yeah. family nearby. <laughs> so that's right. a double win. And it's really easy to get to for a lot of our East coast therapists. That's another reason why mm-hmm. we wanted to have it there. Um, so already yeah. no therapists are taking the train down from New York city, mm-hmm. New Jersey, all over the place. It's people are coming Baltimore. coming from DC, Baltimore. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to get to for a reason. And it's going to, it's a beautiful time to be in Philly as well. And it is for sure. hang out with some therapists, hang out with us. And, um, yeah, and finally take control of your digital marketing. So, um getseensummit.com or, get or getseenphil.com. Right? That's how we roll. We've got multiple yeah. domains. <laughs> whatever you whatever your wherever your fingers lead you.
1: <laughs> bring your mug, BYO. Bring, bring and... your mug.
0: <laughs> we should do a mug swap. Everyone bring their favorite mug and then give it away.
1: Wait, no, that's not going to work for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bring your least favorite mug. It'll be like a secret Santa, you know, like gag gifts.
1: We'll do that. (laughs) I know just
0: the one that I'm going to (laughs) bring. Perfect.
1: (laughs) Awesome. It's going to be amazing. The cool people will be there. Not us, but like other cool people. We're not, you know, we're whatever. But the other cool people
0: will be there. I can't wait. So GetSeenSummit.com or GetSeenPhilly.com. And we will see you there coming up right around the bin. Um, We will have links uh, in the show notes, of course. And we'll also link to Katie's websites. Katie, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. This was fun, as always.
0: Absolutely. I will see you in Philly. Bye. Cheers. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe to this show wherever you are listening. And don't forget to grab your ticket for the Get Seen Summit at GetSeenSummit.com. Look forward to seeing you October 19th in Philadelphia and hanging out with you in person. All right. Hope you have a great week. See you soon.